0: They'll start immediately looking for, oh, I see this, I see a dog in this, I see an alligator, I see whatever in it, you know. They start immediately looking for the images. So I don't want to say, this is a painting of this, because people interpret it a different way or they see different things in it.
1: Welcome to the Flying Fruit platform of dedicated discussion and exploration of art and the creative process. This is the second and final part of our interview with artist Diane V. If you haven't heard the first part, please go back to last week's episode and listen to that before continuing. Thank you very much. Diane is a fine artist from the US. She's been a long-time supporter of the Flying Fruit Bowl, so it was an absolute pleasure to be able to connect and discuss her work because my question was um the idea of how do you combat kind of the loneliness whilst creating a piece of work because again not to name drop but mark thompson who is again and a very incredible landscape artist whose work again i really do and i love to buy um i was talking to him when i had when i was interviewing him he was talking about the idea of loneliness and kind of the artist and when you're creating work for your studios in long stretches of time you kind of remove yourself from the world and it's like it's really a sanctuary but at the same time it can also be like a prison Um, He didn't say that exactly, but that's what I got from it, which (laughs) probably says more about me.
0: It's true. You know, when I'm in there, it's like, if I'm listening to something, it's something that I feel like is helping me. You know, it's not distracting me. Um, I'm usually by myself. My husband's out somewhere because he knows I'm in there like in a group. And um, so I usually am in that room by myself painting. So you have to concentrate. You have to kind of be... I'm not just splashing painting. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm deliberately putting things in a certain place. So I have to think about it. But um yeah, so I'm I'm usually in there by myself, even though there's other people around.
1: So. Yeah. So like how important is the environment within your studio space? Like and how does that actually affect the work you produce from that?
0: I think it's important to have a dedicated studio, like everything's all set up. My easel, my cart, my paints, everything. So I could it's not like I have to get something out to paint. Yeah. I can just walk in there and get, you know, start painting. And I think that's important. Um it has to be like calm, like if there's a bunch of stuff going on, then you can't concentrate. Because because I'm I'm painting something that's real you know realistic. So I can't just be throwing paint on a canvas and just you know experimenting. I'm I'm going for something realistic, even though it's in an abstract way. So I have to be able to concentrate on it. I have to be able to like, you know, use my little brush and follow along and look at my reference photo. And so that all has to, I have to be able to concentrate on it.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So my next question for you is the idea of the sacrifice and compromise of being an artist. Like what kind of sacrifices have you made for your career? And or like kind of what compromises do you think that are pursuing a creative career?
0: Well, um, because time is my biggest problem, um, I have not gone places because I needed to finish a painting or um, I've not done things because I want to finish a painting like the one I'm working on now. It's like I do not have to have this timetable, but I need to get it finished before I can do something else. So um, as far as sacrifice, I mean, for me, that's been the biggest thing that I've, it's because of the time. So I've I've had to give up going places or doing things when I wanted to, you know, maybe I wanted to do two things at the same time, but I needed to do this art thing instead of doing something that was more fun because I needed to do it.
1: Yeah, but that just shows your dedication <laughs> to what you're doing though. I think personally.
0: Yeah, it, it is. So but uh, you know to me it's it's worth it you know what I miss something you know huge but you know I have to I have to weigh there are things that I want to do that I think no, you got to do this got you got <laughs> you to you you finish this so you can get on to the next thing.
1: And are you the kind of artist that paints one image at a time or do you work on more than one at once?
0: I mostly do one at a time. I Sometimes I'll sketch out more than one, but I won't, once I get into painting it, um, I usually finish one and yeah, I, it, other than just maybe a touch up or I need to varnish it or do something like that. Yeah, I, I do one at a time. And that's usually because this show's coming up or this tarot card deck has to be done and that kind of stuff, so.
1: Tarot card yeah. deck.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's such a fun project. It's, they are doing, um, and, and I didn't know, I mean, I knew what they were. Of course, I didn't know a lot about them, but everything that I paint, I research really well, no matter what it is. <clears throat> like the flamenco dancer, like I got into all these flamenco videos, watching them dance and so forth, which is, I really come to appreciate. But um, yeah, they're I'm in this project where they're having, I think there's 78 cards, 75, 78, and they haven't, an, that's how many artists and each artist is creating one card. And, you know, that had to be done at a certain time because they're, you know, it had to be approved by the people who really read tarot cards and it has to be made into a deck and there's going to be shows and everything. So my card was number 10. It was justice. No, number 11. Number 11 is justice. So that was really cool. But, you know, so that was me researching it, but that had a timetable that had to be done so that it could be sent off to be approved, that it has all the right elements in it. So then someone's reading that card but it was our interpretation on that card but it had to have you could do whatever we wanted as long as it contained these certain elements so mine is a mermaid holding the scale of justice with a sword and there's a sea turtle in it of course a pet sea turtle has come up so it's really it was really a fun project so those are the things that get me excited but they also have a deadline so I have to get that finished by a certain date
1: that's so interesting I didn't know about this like that's send me a link to that if you can I'd be really interested to say that yeah, that's too. so interesting. I think that's such a that's such a lovely idea to bring together artists. I think one thing that needs to be, and it's something for me to think about in the future, is like more collaborative projects with artists because right. <laughs> again, and I feel bad I'm gonna say it again, so I do apologize. But there's an artist I interviewed called Patrick Morales Lee, who I interviewed probably about two weeks ago now. Um, and he did an exhibition where there was a list of artists for is for a company called Pavement Makers, which is a great name. Um, and they had a bunch of artists. And they had them create a piece of work on press release vinyls um and they so they gave they paired an artist and a musician together and they created images on vinyls and it's like you have this huge really great exhibition um and you know this kind of congregation i guess
0: cool
1: idea you have yeah. like a congregation of artists like a completely different artists who, who work in different kind of genres, a lot of street art which is perfect and um right. you give them all a the project and and you have an exhibition from it. I think that's such a such a great idea so that we need to see more of i think the idea of collaboration because as you said earlier it's about connections It's about who you know you don't know who you're going to meet at that exhibition
0: right um,
1: you know and it's kind of like it's really really great to see and you know i would love to set something like that up in the future that'd be awesome um, but yeah it's just interesting the idea of collaboration um, yeah
0: I think that's 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 really those are the kind of things that really interest me, you know, rather than being famous or whatever. It's yeah. like okay, I'm working with these people, and isn't this a cool project? And everybody's bringing their own thing to it, and you make new friends, and you get a new appreciation for art. You learn something, you know. I love those things. I, that's that that's these are the things I like to do.
1: Yeah, it's cool because you're not famous for the sake of being famous. you are famous because people know. What you're good at and appreciate what you do you want to be well known for what you do as opposed to being famous just you know for everybody right yeah um, I, mean, I know you know
0: it's hard to me like is that someone said oh i you might know this person they said is that the turtle lady and i'm okay with that yeah. you know it's like if that's yeah. the way you, if that's the way you, you know me you, you know if that's the way you know me that's i'm i'm perfectly fine with that you know
1: that's absolutely perfect because that's what your work's about and that's what you're passionate about and like why would you not want to be known for the things you love like right that's great that's that's amazing the turtle lady that's perfect
0: yeah the turtle lady
1: that's so good (laughs) i mean as long as you're happy with that that's the best thing
0: yeah yeah i'm perfectly fine with it you
1: know right so my next question which is actually rather a um (laughs) it's actually a quote from a podcast um so from the art grind podcast which is a great podcast i'd advise everyone to listen to it um episode 62 the really cool artist Miriam Escafet said, being in a city is a gift as an artist because you are always an observer. Um, And I wanted to ask you, as the question here states, is this something you agree with and how has living in the US affected the way you create your work?
0: Um, This is true. There's a lot of stuff going on in the city. So I think if you're looking for like energy or an excitement, things like that, there's a lot of stuff going on in the city. Um, I live in a, um, actually like in a conservation area, um, where there's, um, like it's a, it's a huge like planned development, but there's all these conservation areas around, you know, so I have alligators in my backyard and things like that. Wow! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and Bob gets a deer and everything, but then, you know, there's the streets and, you know, then there's a target right outside the gates and things like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, so kind of the best of both worlds for me. Yeah. But, So there, you know, I guess it's, there's a lot of energy and I say there's a lot of people to observe a lot of things going on. But I also think you can just be out in nature in some rural area. And if you look closely, there's a lot of stuff going on there also. You know, you can, you not as much, you know, not, a, yeah. not as varied, not as energy. But if you look at the patterns on tree bark or rocks, um, we just went up to Maine on a vacation. I brought home picture, so many, 50 pictures of rocks. You know, it's just like the rocks along the coast of the Atlantic Ocean are just incredible and the patterns and the marble. And so it's like, there's a lot of stuff to see and be inspired by. And this is such a beautiful world. that I just think that there's stuff that you can look at everywhere anywhere you look you can if you look closely enough you can find something beautiful I think
1: like so would you consider your work to be observational yes yeah that's cool I think that's really interesting yeah
0: I think so because I'm always because I'm painting something you know so I have to look at it then I usually like because I research things a lot too like oh look at this one but um yeah because it's something I've seen so oh. it's I've observed
1: so do you have a particular kind of viewer in mind when you create your work
0: um no not really um I'm creating the work hoping that people find it and people view it I'm not saying oh I need to make this um painting in coastal colors because so many people buy coastal art or um and actually as many men buy my paintings as women, I, I wouldn't say as many women buy my paintings because I think a lot of people women buy things for their home, you know, but I have m- many men that that collect my artwork also. So I I don't think it's a gender, you know, I mean? because it's not yeah. mostly flowers or you know it, it's it's abstracts i think both genders like that so i don't really create for a certain person
1: yeah it's pretty it's a universal topic as opposed to being kind of more of a gender topic um and i think kind of i right. should and the idea of kind of demographics is kind of is quite an interesting <laughs> consideration as if like do you think it's important to try to create work that's more universal or do you think sometimes it helps to create work that is more potentially geared to to one gender or another
0: I think maybe depending on what you paint it and how you paint it. Um, if you do still lives of flowers, I mean, I'm basing it on the men that I know, you know, that's probably not artwork that they would maybe be, you know, they may be landscapes, but you know, maybe a bowl of pretty flowers wouldn't be something that they would buy. So I guess it just depends on what you paint, but yeah. Um, i said since i have no brand and no i'm not painting for anybody in particular no i think with abstracts you're free to be able to do that with any audience
1: that's uh, yeah absolutely it gives you that freedom i just said earlier, it gives you the freedom to be able to create what it you does. want to create like how do you define yourself as an artist without putting yourself in a box
0: i think as soon as you define yourself you put yourself into a box actually um I would say I'm sure. an abstract realist that does, that paints lots of other things. And I mean, I hope to paint, um, landscapes, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that will be my main focus, but I want to learn. I think I'm trying to find a, I have kind of the same style. This is really hard because, um, I have a certain style. I want that style to evolve, not necessarily change, but I think I kind of am an abstract realist. I mean, okay. I, I just think I, I'm, I'm in a box. I think you have to be kind of in a box, um, but maybe you can have more than one box.
1: I think you're a very you're a very interesting person to ask because your work is very mixed you know you don't settle on just one thing you're not like oh I'm just you know a portrait painter of right you know I'm just our portrait painter I only I'll only you know draw pretty young girls with flowers in their hair or you know there's not you don't what I like about your work is something that I actually really enjoy about your work is that I don't know what to expect from you and that's what makes it exciting because you're like oh actually you'll
0: say that a lot like I didn't know you painted that, or like I didn't know that was yours, you know. And it's like, well, um so that's that's kind of fun that you do something that's unexpected. Also, I don't want to be boring or one yeah, trick pony. Yeah, but, it's,
1: but sometimes that can work in people's favors, you know. Yeah, because then
0: you have a brand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's
1: it was, it's kind of interesting to see how where people fall in in the kind of the category of that, and kind of how far they go um i don't know, i just found that like the, our whole idea of art and commodity is something i'm very interested in It's something that, that i'm really 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 i need to do more research into as well It's something that i'm very interested in um because i love this idea of i'm a huge fan of learning about consumerism like i love learning about that stuff it's weird um right. no. i just find it really interesting you should
0: always learn
1: about something um and i just think it's really interesting the way that we buy things we don't need or and this is slightly off topic, but you know, we buy stuff we don't actually know, it's not off topic. I'll bring it back in a second. Um, the way we buy stuff we don't need, or we feel compelled to buy things, or like, you know, the choices are the choices we make our own. Um, I love that kind of stuff that really fascinates me. And, and I guess a question, a good question out of this, um, this random tangent, I guess, would be like, do you think art is a luxury?
0: It's a luxury. Um it can be. Um I mean, even I know like when we were starting out and, you know, didn't have any money, you know, and it's like you can buy a print for $20, you know, and that's why I I make prints too because I have lots of prints in my house, you know, and it's like when if you go someplace, you can buy a print and take it home. And, um, but I don't think it's a luxury because I feel like, um, maybe you buy art as a souvenir of a place that you've been, if you buy a painting of some place you've been, you know, that, that reminds you of this wonderful trip you've had or this fun time. Um, so I, I don't think it's a luxury, I think. I mean, it could be, you don't need that painting to remind you, you don't need that print to remind you of the trip, but maybe you do maybe you forget about it and then all of a sudden you look at it and think oh that was a wonderful experience so I feel like you need it I feel like it just lifts people's moods you you know we're stuck in when you were stuck in lockdown and couldn't go anywhere you know what are you looking at you know like here's my closet door or here's you know here's a piece of art you know so I can look at that and maybe you know maybe it reminds you of something or the colors make you happy or they, they lift your spirits or it's it's not depressing or whatever so I think it's a necessity buying an original painting uh, can be a luxury because they can you know it can run expensive but I think artwork is a necessity
1: and I was meant to ask you uh, obviously earlier on as kind of an introduction but I'll ask you now because the perfect segue is kind of like so how did handle COVID-19 and the idea and you know lockdown and kind of how was your like how did you handle that in a creative way and and kind of what did you do with your time like did it help did it hinder you?
0: Um It gave me more time to paint because I wasn't going anywhere Um but like everybody I think of most people it was also hard because I missed the people well because I like talking to people. So yeah. I miss the human contact of talking to people. Um I miss, you know, you know, going out and having a meal, you know, with friends, yeah. not not an expensive meal, just going to some little diner or whatever, going and and sharing all that stuff. So there were days when I'm like, well, I have more time to paint, but you know, there there's no shows. So yeah. You know, I can do a turtle tracks, or I can, you know, there's no, nothing to inspire me to do something new, you know, or, or no timetable. So I can paint today, or, you know, maybe I'll, uh, but I don't need to. And, you know, it was just kind of, I think I lost some incentive because I didn't have the challenge of. I mean, I'm still painting all, all the time, but I was doing my turtle tracks. But as far as trying to do something new, like you know, these other projects that I do or other paintings, it was like I, I just I didn't have that inspiration, like, oh, I want to paint this so that I can be in this show, or I want to paint this because this is happening, you know. So I lost a lot of that, but um, it did it did certainly give you more time to paint. So it was kind of a
1: double-edged sword i think yeah. in a way i think yeah i think it very much was i think for a lot of people i've asked that question too which is probably everybody um i think it the time was good to have because as you said earlier time is your biggest challenge and for any right. artist time is every, your biggest challenge um i think having time to do stuff where you don't actually have to be doing you know your day job or having to think about really the world right Is quite a, a nice thing to have but then again at the same time it was at a and it still is nowadays even, is at a huge cost to the larger parts of society and um, kind of the way that people view art and the way that artists themselves are affected in their personal life. You know, I know a lot of artists who, you know, may have lost their jobs or they're kind of struggling with having to pay the bills because they might be working more even over the lockdown. So it's kind of like its not it hasn't always, it hasn't been equal to everybody probably the best way to put it um but i think you're very lucky if it has benefited you because end of the day like it's nice to have more time to do things but who doesn't want more time let's be very honest um
0: right i think for me of course you know um not having shows and not not having the opportunity to sell your work was not for me as much as some people I know some of my friends that you know that's what they rely on you know that was a huge cost to them but you know still it's it you know you're not selling things that you think you're going to sell or whatever yeah. but um yeah it was it was hard for me. it was hard for me I think I was more I had more time to do it but I was more uninspired to do it more my that's mind. an
1: interesting take that's a very interesting take actually Um, it's very different to a lot of people I've spoken to actually which is quite interesting Um, I'm always surprised how I ask people the same questions obviously very often I have a set order but like people say very different things and it surprises me still now I don't know why you think I would have been used to by now but it surprises me right
0: Um,
1: it's good that's a great thing
0: Um, okay a lot of different answers for you because I'm coming from a different Spot than most
1: of your artists, I think. Absolutely, which is why I love to interview people from all ages, all backgrounds, all kind of you know, people who are professionals who've been doing it for years, people who've just started out. You know, I love having complete perspectives from different people and not just that, everybody's different themselves. You know, right. your life has been very different to anybody else's. And I think right. that's why I could honestly interview the same part, like the same kind of artist, like. That's probably why I interview a lot of night photographers at the minute. Because yes, I'm aware I'm going to probably ask them the same questions, and the answers may be similar, but they won't be the same. Right. Um, and it's kind of really, it's just, it's it's wild of it's wild of doing what I do, I guess. It, people's perspectives, people's perspectives interest me, and I think they deserve to be heard. And it's nice to right. give people a platform to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, yeah. So my next question for you is, and actually, it's not a question from me. I was actually reading in an interview by a magazine that I'm subscribed to without realising I'm subscribed to it, it's called uh, Surreal Magazine, and they were interviewing a really interesting Surreal collage artist whose name I can't remember, which is probably terrible, Um, but the question they asked this artist was, what ideas and themes are you currently pondering?
0: Oh, I have lots of them. Um, Like I said, I have, this is what I, I'm not a good sleeper. So in the middle of the night, I'm going all this like things or I see things and I think, oh, that'd be so cool. And what if I did? And actually um, listening to your interviews, it it made me think of something like, okay, so what projects do I have? Well, I want to do a series of, um, when I first started, the first paintings I sold were shells and, and okay. shells in my style not shells that look like it's still more about line and pattern and abstracted and so I, i'm looking for i want to do a series of those next year like a whole just set series i'm not selling any of them again like I'll th- i'm throwing this stuff out to the universe you know so Absolutely. that would be something like for um licensing you know yeah. so it's like you know i i just so it's available, but happens, it happens. Not that that's my complete goal, because my goal is really to like do these shells in a unique way, but I'm also gonna do it in a series so that that's available for that. Um, I started thinking about the things that interest me, because again, that's what I wanna paint, things that interest me, things that I, I'll still always do my turtle tracks, but um, I'm, and I just am really into nature and conservation and things like that. So and I started thinking about um, we were fortunate that right before lockdown, we had saved up and gone on our anniversary first cruise we'd ever been on. We went on a cruise wow. down the Danube on the Viking cruise. And so anyway, so we had gone down there and we stopped in all these beautiful monasteries and churches. And I just fell in love with the icons and the and, and not to just tie it into a religious theme, but I started thinking about how I could. I should, I was, I'm saying this now, it's like, now I gotta follow through with it. But, <laughs> I, I, but this, even this morning, I was thinking, well, you know, I could do something with these icons and somehow tie it in with the animals, not to make them religious figures, but just how the way it was painted. And then I got into, even with the tarot cards, like the frame of the tarot cards it had to be a certain way and it had to be in this frame, which made me think of the icons. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe I could tie, this is all just rambling thoughts that come around mm. in my head, tie and like That's the animals with an icon and the frame and, and who knows where that will go. But that was one idea. The shells is the concrete idea in my head. The other one is like, well, that might be really interesting if I could combine all those elements together in an interesting way
1: yeah that's cool, though. but like that's but like <laughs> but how was, interesting
0: like, how 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 um how like disjointed and like random is that you know but
1: like that's, that's that's the that's the perfect part about it is that like you're taking experiences and your memories and feelings mm-hmm. and emotions you've had from things in your past and like right. experiences and then tying them together for a piece of art i think that's really really beautiful and it says a lot about you as a person and you as an artist because as you were describing that you're saying oh we did this and oh i saw this and oh, i was connected with this and it's it's really
0: and it, i connect it's again yeah lovely to with say art that was made you know in in you know 800 bc you know I mean, yeah. eighty, 800 but 808 yeah. you know and it's like okay this is like crazy you know and uh you know
1: yeah I think, that's, I think that's brilliant i think that's amazing and as i always love seeing how people's ideas form because that is going to be something very unique to you because you're the one who's experienced those experiences and felt the kind of compulsion to put these together so right. like that's what makes it very interesting to hear that and yes they're yeah. disjointed sure
0: and i usually don't say those things out loud because it's like that sounds so crazy is that ever going to work and it may not it may not work, of course but- but maybe something else will evolve for me. And it's still kind of storytelling because yeah. when I started again, I got these saw these icons and it, like there's a story to all of them. They had to have a certain symbolism, also, you know. So it's like if the symbolism is there, then you can read the meanings. But then it's telling a story. So it's I guess it all comes back to still storytelling.
1: Yeah, which is perfect. Which is exactly what yeah. your work is about. And I think yeah. that's you know, that's just fascinating. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's so good. And it's probably how every other artist thinks about their work in terms of kind of putting together like seemingly random ideas. But when you get down to it, there's a reason that you've connected them in your mind. And it's through your own lens you're connecting them, which makes it unique to you. And I think that's that's a perfect way to create more work. Okay, so I want to move on slightly um, and I want to talk about exhibiting work um, because you are very prolific in terms of creating and exhibiting. I was going through your Instagram and I was just like, wow, you've actually done you've done a lot in a short amount of time um you should be very proud of yourself just for the amount you've done um you know whether you've you like what you do necessarily just the fact that you've done so much and had you know so much personal success um i think you should be very proud of yourself um i think you know you should be no
0: thank you i i i am proud of because i feel yeah. like i've accomplished a I've learned a lot i'm proud of myself for learning new skills and trying something new you know even even if something doesn't yeah. work i tried it you know so you, you, should, you should be proud of themselves for even just yeah, because you're taking a big risk
1: something. you know this might not pan out like right. anybody creating anything in any kind of creative endeavor is taking a huge risk because so it might not work out um
0: yeah you're yeah. putting yourself out there yeah. and, and you know. have to also
1: remember that it made it work out and i think if you remember that in the back of your head right. as um as cynical as that may sound it's also very truthful because it's like the world doesn't owe you anything um just because even if you create the most beautiful right. piece of work ever that's you know the most you know pleasing to look at doesn't mean people are going to want to see it um so yeah you should be very right. proud of that i think it's cool but um at what point did you know that you wanted to exhibit work and when did you feel ready to exhibit work
0: so i signed up again i signed up for art classes okay my in january the second while i was there i saw that they were having a show um, called big eyes um it was off of those i don't know you're, you might be too young but they had this kid there was a movie about it though but there used to be a it was actually the lady who was painting them was those waifs with the huge eyes and they look so sad and I'm like do I have anything at home that I have that I could enter in this show you know I'm gonna try it it's $20 I haven't ever taken a class I go home I look only thing I have I'm like <sighs> I don't have anything I've painted. It's all been on people's walls or on, you know, furniture. And I'm like, wait, I have this one little canvas, little flat eight by 10 thing that I bought for my grandkids to do yeah. the flow painting on, you know, the flow floor painting. And I'm like, it kind of looks like a koi fish because I could tie that in. I could write some statement, that tie in the koi eyes and the thing, and I'll go get a little frame and I'll enter it because it's not going to get in, but what the heck, you know, I'll just try it, you know, it's $20. Okay, I'm going to try it. It got in. So the first week, first thing was, but because I went and I tried it and then I like really thought about the theme and what can I write about it and so forth. And, you know, it it got into the show. So I had said to people like, I'm going to take these classes and I would like to be in a show, even if it's a year from now, and I have to have a show on my yeah. own street, you know, and so this I was in a show, you know, <laughs> which, but it just worked that way. So um, I just thought that'd be fun. Um, I'll try it. And, you know, they'll probably say no, but that'll be fine. You know, because I don't expect to get in, but somehow it worked. The eye theme worked. It's the only piece of art I had in my house. And it was, I said done in the garage with my grandkids pouring paint on a piece of canvas but it does look like koi fish that's
1: perfect uh, so. and actually that's, that's kind of
0: yeah
1: actually quite interesting um and maybe actually kind of think do you think that as an artist you need to be good a good writer and or enjoy, be good with words
0: well that's an interesting one so I do think that um And I'm not a good writer at all. I mean, I've gotten better because I've had to do this. And now that I've had to, you know, come up with things, now I can kind of piece different things together if I want to enter something. But I do think that, again, it depends on what you're trying for or what you're trying to get into. Um, I do read some artist statements and I think I don't understand one word in that artist statement. You know, they use all these big, obscure words and it's like, what are you saying? I don't even understand what you're yeah. saying. You know, that you're trying to be so Yeah, oh, yeah arty Or so, you know, you that it's like, I don't understand this, you know, but then there are some exhibits yeah. that require that. So I do think that you, if you want to be in one of those exhibits, you've got to come up with, you know, some statement and depending on what show it is it needs to be w- written Absolutely. of course way. because
1: yeah and of course because sense. obviously people are gonna want to read about your work as well as see it it's kind of almost expected
0: yeah and uh you know I go to some exhibits and I'm looking at something and I think and everybody likes different kinds of art but then I'll think you know that statement has nothing to do with what yeah. I'm looking at you know, like almost, you made up the statement to make what you yeah.
1: made. I mean, maybe the statement came something. after the work, yeah. or maybe it came before the work, um, or maybe one changed right. the other in a way you didn't realize. You know, I think words and images—the right. combination of words and images—is something that's really fascinating to me right now. um There's quite a few artists that right. I'm I'm looking at and/or I kind of message I'm messaging that whose work is very just really fascinating um, because they combine. Words with, uh, or kind of imagery with ideas and kind of, I'm a huge fan of words, which sounds really odd, but like I'm a huge fan of like interesting words and titles and, I don't know, stuff like that really interests me and intrigues me. I'm, I love like I'd I like reading. Um, I'm very much just like an introverted reader who likes art. Um, so it's it's like stuff like yeah. that really interests me. If someone has like a good biography, as I said earlier, or like for instance, there's a really great yeah. photographer called um, Violent Purity, whose work is again. As you can probably imagine, from now, your typical kind of night photography, which is really gorgeous, right. and its captions are always really interesting. They're like, you know, there's something like very kind of cryptic and cryptic and ambiguous, and they kind of don't necessarily go with the images, but they're interesting. I said in the day, I said you should make a book where you have your a word on one page and your image on another because it would be beautiful to see them together. It'd be interesting, um, but yeah, right. Well, I
0: try to come up with interesting titles like my title is never like sea turtle track in the sand you know it's like um you know euteria, which is a word that some random professor coined that means your connection oh, wow. with the earth you know so a lot of my things are or here's a japanese word you know mean you can you know it's like i try to come up with titles you know like even from different languages that's just one word that you kind of have to look up what um, what it means you know not that I want somebody or because I'll, I'll say yeah. this is what this means you know because I've looked it up you know but I'll see it and and because with abstracts I don't think I don't want to tell somebody what to see because people see so many different things like one of my turtle tracks this guy saw it and he said oh. I know exactly what that is I'm like what is he He goes as you're flying out of the Denver airport and you look down those are the mountains and he goes I've seen it so many (laughs) times you know and it's like that's you know because I think there's there's like this topographical pattern and it's kind of art and design that combined but it brings to your mind something familiar like I know this place I know something you know sometimes so I don't want to say or because in my paintings a lot of images appear a lot of faces a lot of the more I do it it seems like I feel like there's all these like creatures and souls that are like I want to I'm in the universe too I want to be in this painting but it's just the way I paint because I intersect you know the lines and stuff it's like oh that looks like a face you know and so forth. I see faces on a lot of things and now people like when I have a painting they'll start immediately looking for oh I see this I see a dog in this I see a an alligator see whatever in it you know they start immediately looking for the images so I don't want to say this is a painting of this because people interpret it a different way or they see different things in it so I always try to have a big kind of um
1: Title. And do the titles come before or after you create the work
0: after, i never do a title before i have a i have a list of titles i have a little book that i keep all like oh that's a good title that's a good title and then after the painting i'm like okay yeah, i'm gonna just go through and find the one yeah. i feel like yeah. the word describes you know what i just painted that's
1: amazing that's so cool
0: because i never really know exactly how it's going to turn out and but sometimes it doesn't look exactly like what i would want it to be I mean, what I started out thinking it was going to be.
1: So if you don't mind, talk a little bit about your upcoming show in January. Even though this is going to be out probably a long time after it's been up.
0: Okay. Well, um, I, I have a solo show at a restaurant in January. It's a good Spain restaurant, um, so I'm excited about that. And then I'm also the featured artist for the Saint Pete Saint Pete Beach Classic, which is a 5K and 10K race wow. along Saint Pete wow. Beach. They have a couple races. They have stuff going on all weekend. But you know, they race on the on the the road by the water, but they also race on the beach too. So. So I'm really excited about that because my painting's on the banner and that's really cool. That's one of those things you think, oh my gosh, the painting's on the banner. You know, things you never thought. I never thought I'd see my painting on a banner, you know? So I never thought I'd see my painting hanging on a wall in a gallery, you know, either in a show. So all those little things, it doesn't take much to excite me. Like, well, you
1: know. Never their accomplishments. And I think for any artist at any level, the idea of recognition and the idea that somebody is appreciating what you do enough to validate what you do is um right it's absolutely perfect it's a milestone it's something to be happy about it's something to be you know an accomplishment you've achieved to be celebrated because it's like people are taking you seriously and I think that's really the best thing you can you know for your confidence and for your growth as an artist is that people are taking right. you seriously yes
0: it does give you confidence it does it is kind of a um and and it inspires you and it's just like I never expected, you know, it's stuff I never expected, you know. So any little thing that happens, I'm thrilled by and excited by because I never envisioned any of it or expected or wanted any of it. So it's all like it's all like a little bonus. Everything is like a little bonus to me, you know.
1: So my next question for you is about art and community. And like, do you feel like you're part of the larger art community?
0: I do. I do feel like that um, because I, you know, join art centers. I do the shows, you know, I go to the openings, I meet the people. Um, I've made a lot of good friends, um, even from day one, like, you know, I mean, other than getting at that show at the beginning, you know, you're starting out and you meet these um people who like go to coffee shops it's like hey you want to hang your art in a coffee shop it's like yeah yeah I'm gonna do that you know that's so it's like you meet these people and they I found I thought the and maybe it's depending on what level you are also but like from starting the beginning I felt the art community has been so kind and generous yeah. with their time and sharing and you know do you want to know what paints I use here I use this I'm mean, even without asking you know I had somebody come up and say you need to get this medium to use with this and because this will make your colors sing more and you know it's like stuff like that They just like wow great thanks you know and uh, so I've had that from the very beginning I feel like the artist community is very welcoming yeah. um, to everyone
1: yeah. I would absolutely so, agree with that from the people I've spoken to everyone's just lovely um, they're so honest they're yeah. very honest they're very open they're like they don't mind talking about you know themselves and their lives and their work and I you know I, I'm surprised I'm constantly surprised by how warm and welcome people are um, right I'm very surprised but it's lovely and it's nice to see people being so kind of connected I think it's a great thing
0: yeah and you know I try to do that to the people who like or starting out you know I met somebody and I'm like let me send you the picture of my first hot mess painting <laughs> you know you're saying you can't do this but let me show you the first thing I I painted you know and it's like and I'm not embarrassed by that it was a hot mess I made hot messes like one two three and four and five I just numbered them you know until I got it you know until it, it got out of my head that it didn't have to look a certain way you know Abstracts, that's another thing. Abstracts freed me to like this line has to be even with this line. You know, if I want to make it that I can, but it, it, it took a while to get out of my head that things didn't have to be a certain way.
1: So that's actually a really good piece of advice, that's kind of a really good consideration, because I think we do put a lot of pressure on people to be good constantly, all the time from the very beginning. Like you're not going to be Picasso as soon as you start painting you know you're not going to be yeah. the very best because you're going to evolve as an artist and as I say right. in probably every interview like art is a lifetime career you, just because you're not good in your 20s doesn't mean you should give up like what about your 30s 40s Eight. 50s 60s 70s 80s end of the day like you have Eight. your whole life to dedicate to the craft it's not just a uh, oh I didn't achieve what I wanted to do in a year oh let's just give up now Eight. it's like you have to remember like you may never reach the the peak of your talent so I think right. you know it's something for people to to bear in mind. I think because it's very easy to give up and very easy to kind of lose yourself in the sea of amazing art you see all the time. Okay, okay. so let's talk a bit about social media, which is um, everyone's favorite section. Uh, so, what are your oh, so yeah. what are your thoughts on social media and kind of how has it impacted you in your
0: practice? All right, here's my thoughts on social media. I love it and I hate it. Um, I of course, I have a Facebook account for like to see my friends and their babies and dogs and things like that. And pictures, travel pictures and stuff like that. Um, I, as you probably can tell that I'm not always good at posting content. I don't want to create content. I don't want to create content. If I have something, I'm not going to do a TikTok. You know, I I have, I've done a couple of them lists like live time-lapse paintings and stuff, but I'm not doing a TikTok to capture attention, you know, to I'm not going to dance around with my painting and whatever. That's just not me, (laughs) you know. And um, I I feel compelled to post something every day on Instagram and I don't. But I see that that affects the people that, you know, if you don't post every day, it, it then you you don't connect with people and the algorithms drive me crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: It drives me crazy that I post something on Facebook with a link to a website and it doesn't matter if it's my website or Sea turtle Conservancy's website or any kind of website, I'll have you know 10 people like it. If I don't have a website, you know there'll be 107 people like yeah. it. It just never fails because Facebook doesn't want you to leave their site. Yeah, of course. So, you know, if it goes to another Facebook thing, then you're good, you know, a business page. But if it goes to, you know, some other site away from Facebook, the algorithms, you know, the algorithms, no one can figure them Uh out, you know, and what time of day you post and whatever. And I don't want to worry about it. I don't have time to worry about it, Yeah. you know. And so I feel guilty because I haven't, I've been working on this painting and I want to get it done and I haven't posted it. You know, it's like, what do I have to post? You know, I need to post something, but that means I need to write a caption and I don't want to, you know, so I hate that part of social media, but, and I haven't actively tried to like get Instagram followers yeah. and, you know, I, I haven't tried to do that because I think how can I engage if I have like, you know, thousands of followers? How can you engage with all those people? You can't, but maybe you don't need to. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that part of it. I don't know. You know, I guess the goal is to have all these people follow you, but then like, are you seeing everybody you want to see then? Or you can't possibly engage with that many people. I don't have time. How do you have time to do that? I don't, I don't know. So, so that's. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I just know that I don't want to create content just for the sake of creating content. If my artwork is content, then I'm good with it. But I don't want to just have to make, you know, just make a post to make a post or come up with something.
1: How do you manage social media with creating work? Like, is it a distraction for you sometimes? And like when you're creating work in your studio, like, Do you ever stop to think, oh, I should post this to Instagram? Or do you just go on with your painting and not care?
0: Um, Occasionally, I think I should make a a time lapse of this painting, you know. But I'm also, like, doing it at all different times of the day. And, you know. The
1: line's not consistent, stuff like
0: that. So I I usually, I'm usually just creating the work and then feeling like I need to post it. And I am in a show or in a gallery they expect me, rightly so, to promote me, I should promote them, you know, I think that's completely fair. So, you know, there's that also. And so I'm perfectly happy to do that. It's just, you know, then I think, oh, I haven't posted anything for, you know, three days. I need to post something, you know, that's what I want to, but I'm also trying to finish this painting. So it's one or the other.
1: It, it's just, it's so. very interesting the fact that we're at a point in society now where people are pressured to create quote-unquote content and they're pressured to right. feel like oh no I must post about this painting because you know oh no and I kind of basically consider like what do you think will come next after Instagram because we can't just rely on Instagram to be the platform it is obviously the it platform at the minute but what do you think comes after I have
0: no idea so, I mean, who would have thought of Instagram, you know, sure. and uh, I, I have no idea. And, you know, actually, I don't really get any sales off Instagram that I that I know of, because it seems like the people that buy my work are from shows or galleries or my personal Facebook page, friends or whatever are people that I know. Um, I've never really had some just random I shouldn't say that. I've had a, a few, but but most of my, if you go by sales, yeah. are not from Instagram.
1: That's very interesting, actually. Um, but I'm also about to say, a better way to ask that question, I guess, would be, have you thought about what you would do if Instagram was shut down tomorrow? And how would you future-proof your connections you have now to make sure that if something like that ever happened, because look, at the other day it shut down completely, how you right. can kind of continue your career?
0: I would say, since most of my stuff is either local or I enter shows, that I there's a website called Cafe um, that has called entries, you know, that will have shows all over international shows, whatever. Um, I see things on there. Um, I do see things on Instagram where they post called to entries too. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what comes next. You know, now I know TikTok platforms are big. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just, I mean, who has time to like <laughs> do all this? Stuff? <laughs> time again, there's time. I don't, I don't have time to post here, there, 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 and all these places.
1: I, I just, think it's just that like that's really like a lot of things. It's really on my mind lately, just about kind of, I guess, the sizes a whole. Um, you could probably tell I everything, overthink everything my entire life and um, like society as a whole kind of like where we are as a society particularly with technology concerned and the idea of what does come next because like I think a lot of times myself included even with the Flying Fruit Bowl is that we rely a lot on stuff like sites like Instagram and Facebook for kind right. of almost like 90% of either sales or connections or kind of opportunities and um As we've known in the past, things don't always work out. You know, Facebook, for instance, used to be really, really great at one point. Like when I was at university, that used to be like the place to be. Um, But nowadays, if you post your work on Facebook nowadays, it's kind of quite a dire situation. Um, And Instagram is kind of sliding into that same way, I guess. It's kind of sliding down into the uh, to the abyss that's how they so die into the abyss and um no, I, I,
0: understand. And I feel like
1: everybody senses it but i think nobody really knows what to do next because nobody really knows what's happening right.
0: it's, it's still a great platform. oh yeah no
1: absolutely i'm still gonna be posting yeah. on it but i think it's just kind of i like to ask people or kind of keep people kind of conscious of like think about what you're going to do next as i say to a lot of people like think about newsletters i know it's very old-fashioned but that way everyone's going to see what you post, you know, they're going to have signed up to see that they're going to be like, they're not just doing it for the numbers, they're doing it because they care. Um, yeah. Stuff like that.
0: That is a goal of mine. I'm very bad about it. If I sent, I usually send one newsletter a year at the end of the year. So yeah. it's like, I, I need to, to do that. I know I need to work. Yeah. Do more. one
1: like every three and weeks.
0: It's, it's and Yeah. I know but again I don't consider myself a writer and so it's not like I could just sit down I'd have to work on it and you know think I was going to say this certain thing and then you know so again I and it's just it's basically just sitting down and doing it and there's a lot things that are more fun to me than than that but um and I also I don't want to be annoying but You know, because I have signed up for some newsletters. It's like, okay, I'm unsubscribing because you're sending me something every couple days or a week or whatever. That's too much. And I thought if I could even do for a year, that'd be good. That's my goal for next year to do four newsletters. I'm really bad about that. I need to I need to do that. That is a goal. So because that is the people that are interested in your
1: stuff it's like there has to be like a way to to get people who are interested in you and your work right. together in a way that's not right. just on a platform that might potentially stop working or might potentially just you know not be as popular or is algorithmically helpful um right there has to be another way and
0: because you have to think you have collectors that um they don't have time to look at this stuff yeah. either. So they may not see your new work or they yeah. may not know they're going to be in this show or whatever. so it it is it is good, and I do need to do yeah, it.
1: because to be honest, as somebody who looks at you know a lot of art every day, um a lot of it is generated by the algorithm based on the previous things I've seen. And um right. like it's like I have a very odd way of looking for new artists because I just see them and I'm like, this is cool. Um, but a lot of it is to do with the algorithm like you know Instagram search pages is a wonderful thing and hashtags are a wonderful thing Um, and you know there's nothing wrong with that because that's kind of what life is like I guess nowadays but it's kind of a bit disconcerting when I step back and think about it like yeah like like how much do we want to allow ourselves to be controlled by something that we don't understand Um, maybe that's a very kind of philosophical slash cynical view but you know, even just the idea of being suggested stuff and recommendations, like YouTube recommendations, like, I hate that because it's just like, I don't want to be recommended something. I want to go on there to watch something. And it's like right. the idea of automation in our lives and convenience culture and technologically advanced stuff. It, it never, this is around tangents, i am probably can cut this out, but like it never sits particularly right with me.
0: You know, but then, like I said, there's good things like um, I buy these little, I'll show you, these little computer circuits yes this is my oh yes computer yeah, yeah this is my. myself you can see on the back it's a computer circuit and he custom makes these for me and he heat sales these in archival plastic and I heard him because I was going to be on a podcast when I was first starting and I heard him talking about heat. um in St. Petersburg Florida where I live it's a huge mural city and so he came up with this little plastic plaque that attaches to the wall it's called pixel sticks and i heard him talking about it and you can go up and download this free app called pixel sticks on your phone point it at the mural and a a video will come up on your phone of the artist either creating it or talking about it so i was actually doing a painting for make a wish at the time and i thought that'd be so cool if i could attach these to my paintings because then people could hear my turtle story and whatever, and then also the charity that I was donating it to, and then they could connect with me as an artist. So that's what that's happens. I have no financial interest in that I buy these from him, but he did heat seal these in plastic for me so I could archivally attach them to my painting without sticking them on the back. So you can point your phone at my signature, and the video of me comes up talking about this painting and holding up a photo of the tracks and so forth so so that technology is like so you know you, there's a love hate thing yeah. too you know I love it that, that I can get these and do these and attach them to my paintings because just a little something else that adds to the story if you don't know the story or you you know can't read about it or whatever
1: I think that's amazing I've I read that and I was like that's incredible I had no idea you can even do that and I think that's yeah. that's so fascinating it makes me feel like if imagine if every artist did that how cool would that be um particularly because you hear about it yeah. from the artists themselves as opposed to somebody's interpretation of other images right. so i think that's such i think right. it's just such a great idea such an interesting idea um and I, just love it. and I
0: make i make a separate one for each painting so it's not so again that takes yeah, time and it's set up and like you know, say it and then like goop it up and then type it again. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. so it, it takes time to do that. But I feel like it adds to the experience of viewing the painting. It's also a party trick. You are at somebody's house, I'm like, look what my painting can do. Boom, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So it's like, cool. But, you know, they've got again, you know, now there's all the, the paintings that are I'm drawing a blank on what not paintings, but you can make these digital things that, you know, change and move and, you know, yeah. do all these things, these, this artwork, I can't remember the name of it, but you know what I'm talking about, okay. whatever that technology is. And I'm thinking, I wonder if you look at that all the time where you would just, once you did it a couple of times, would it be the same experience? I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's a good question. So it, That's a good question to ask. Because yeah. maybe, maybe not. The problem is we get desensitized to things pretty quickly. Right. Um, and right. I think, you know, particularly new technology, I think, when even like social media platforms are a great example when things first come out it's like whoa um and after a while everyone's like okay hey, cool what's next so maybe not yeah. you know maybe not but then maybe it depends on how you do it i guess
0: i guess yeah why
1: from from when i read that on your website i was like this is incredible i've never heard of this and i didn't know you can do this and, yeah. and what a lovely thing to do to be able to scan your paintings and hear you talk about what why you chose to do that that's 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 perfect yeah.
0: Yeah, it's great for the like charity things too, because you can explain, okay, so you bought this painting and this is gonna what's gonna do. You're gonna buy, you know, eight, you know, eight pairs of shoes and this or you know, whatever yeah. it is, you know.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what well, went to also ask you actually because you because your work is abstract. And I think for me personally, it's taken me a long time to kind of understand abstract work. And I'm kind of curious to to see how you feel in terms of do you think that your work translates well online and how do you kind of provide context for your work if people see it that you know people who see it maybe on Instagram without much of a caption like how do you kind of generate interest and or kind of make sure people understand it
0: well I don't think any painting translates as well online as it does in person I was thinking about this and I was thinking about like, what were my favorite images? And I was thinking, Oh, they're paintings that I've seen. Oh, I love this painting, but they're all paintings I've seen in person as opposed to ones online. If you think, Oh, this, this one just really captivated me. It really drew me in or made me like walk over and look at it, you know, um, are all ones you see in person. So I think that's always best. I think that my some of my paintings might translate well online because of the colors and patterns. I don't think you see the texture as much. Like yeah. I've built up all these little things of molding compound that I, you know, tediously painted on with a little knife. You, you don't maybe see that. So that has to be in person. So I don't think it's always immediate. It's not immediately recognizable. The turtle tracks, the other things I paint are, but the turtle tracks aren't. So. Hopefully the colors and the pattern will will be attractive for someone to look at it. You know, I'm saying like, yeah, I'm gonna check and see what that is.
1: <laughs> if nobody saw your work, would you still create it?
0: Absolutely. Because like I said, I I painted it because I wanted to paint it. I still paint because I, I want to paint. There are things that I wanna paint, I wanna create. I've always been creating something. If for some reason I wasn't doing paintings, which I can't imagine now, I would be creating something. I would be making something. So I have to create something. I always have my whole life. Whether it was hair bows. I mean, I was still like, oh, this ribbon would look good with this ribbon. I mean, even something minuscule, I have to be creating something. And the paintings, it's kind of like the, the world's the limit you can paint anything you know so it's like I don't see myself ever being tired of it whether anybody bought it or looked at it I'd be giving it away or to someone or something if I had no more room in my house I'd be like here what charity wants to auction this or whatever because I have to do it
1: that's amazing and what would your younger self think of your work
0: my younger self would be very surprised that this is where i am at 63 well, let's say 64 <laughs> um so they would be very surprised um i originally when i was in high school i thought i might want to be a potter oh, wow um yes and i did take a couple of college classes in pottery uh, hand building was okay um second year when i was throwing on the wheel i made these beautiful pots that were Nicely glazed, but they were four inches tall and two inches thick. I could never bring them up. So I'm like, you're never going to be a potter. And then that was the last kind of, I was just like, going to maybe do that in my spare time. Um, And then I didn't try any other, you know, artistic medium, really. Like as far as what people consider art. Um, So I think they'd be very surprised. I think they'd be... don't think they'd be I don't think I would be surprised at the colors I'm using because those are the colors I've always loved you know I didn't really know about sea turtles then living in the middle of the United States I mean I knew what they were but I wasn't really into them um I think that I think I'd be very surprised at where I am
1: that's good though and
0: very and also I think I'd be proud of myself for getting here
1: yeah absolutely and so you should be you know yeah thank you so Is being an artist liberating, isolating, or both?
0: I'd say both because um, it's isolating because you have to be alone, you know, to create your work. You don't have to be alone. But to me, like, it helps to be kind of in your zone and with not distractions if you're really working on something. Um, So that's isolating. Um, It's liberating because there's no rules i mean if there are rules you can break them there's there's no set way to do anything um the the more you break rules or the more creative you are when you're using the so-called rules the usually more successful you are so i think it's liberating that unless you are working for a client or commission even with a commission but you have some maybe leeway but unless somebody's telling you specifically you need to paint this in this style it's very liberating you can do whatever you want so
1: and do you think that there's a difference between making art and being an artist
0: Um, well I think you can make art in lots of different ways so I guess the artist is like a professional term maybe that most people think of. I mean, anybody can be an artist, whether it's just whether you're a professional artist or not, and anytime you paint something or you create something or you are a musical artist, you play something, you compose something, you, you're an artist, whether you, but most people think of that as in a professional term.
1: That's a breakdown so I'm say
0: making, making art can be, can be anything.
1: Yeah, but it actually can as well. That's the great thing about it, is that it really can. Um, So what does it mean to be a successful artist? And how do you measure the success of your own work?
0: Well, everybody has their own ideas of being successful and what their goals are. So that's different for everybody. Um, How do I measure my success? If I feel like I've learned something or that this painting is better even if it's in some tiny, tiny, tiny way than the last one, then I feel like I'm being successful. If somebody says, I want to, and it doesn't matter who it is. If somebody says, I want to hang this piece of art on my wall to look at it forever. That's a huge success. You know, that somebody wants to have something that you created in their home, that they're going to stare at every day. That's a huge compliment in this successful endeavor to have created something like that. Because, you know, there's the so many options they could have anything They could have nothing there. But the fact that they chose your piece and it's like, yeah, I want to see this every day while well, I'm, you know, drinking my coffee or whatever, you know, that's crazy. So that's that's the that's he, being a success to me. That's even one person said that is is this being a success.
1: My next question for you is from the last artist I interviewed Patrick Morales-Lee and his question for you is is Damien Hurst a good artist
0: so actually I just looked him up and saw his and his work is fabulous I'm really impressed so and he gave me a really hard question because yes he is an artist and he's very successful and I'm sure Damien Hurst is never going to hear this but um, I'm sorry Damien but some of your things are like uh, he, he is an artist who's his color dots thing uh, paintings it's like you know color you know this you are very creative um I, I would <laughs> some of the some of his artwork is it's not that it's too out there for me because it's very creative and you had to really be working to think of this and your um artist statements about this work is is like very um, creative. I don't see them going together, but that's what you see. So that's good. But um, when he got to the dead animals and the formaldehyde, uh, you lost me. Yeah. I, I just, it's hard, that broke my heart. Yeah. I, I couldn't look anymore. more, you know? So it's like, there's no reason for that. You know, there, there's no reason to create artwork like that. Sorry, just, it's, it's awful. So, I mean, it's, you're using these poor animals' death to, I, I can't do it. It's just, you know, so yes, you're an artist, um, but you're not an artist that I particularly like.
1: That's not <laughs> a, a very fair statement. And I...
0: Honest, honest appraisal. Like I like the dots. I can appreciate the the creativity that went into some of the work. You know, the um like there's one of them I wrote the title down. It's a ping pong ball that's being blown up over two sheets of intersecting glass, and it's called um. I want to spend the rest of my life everywhere with everyone, one-to-one, always forever now. That's the name of it. And it's a ping pong ball over two things of glass. And that's a portrait of an individual. But like I said, and the, you know, the cow head with the maggot flies, I'm sorry, it's disgusting and sad and breaks my heart. That's not art. I mean, I mean, it's okay. It can be considered art. It's not art that I want to see, and that's the kind of that's why I do turtle track. It's like I don't want to see, but I don't want to see yeah, things like that. Even if you're tying it into like, oh, cows are getting slaughtered for this reason, or or cows, you know, we need to help cows. You're not you're not helping cows by doing that. Yeah. You know, there's there's no reason other than shock value to create that. You're not if you if you could, I, I shouldn't say that in my opinion, in, in my humble opinion. Um, you know, the purpose of that is is not. It's, no it's for shock
1: value. For it's for shock value. Yeah. um And actually, i yeah. actually quite an interesting question that actually I hadn't actually considered until I asked you the question. So, are you? Were you before this? Were you aware of Damien Haas' work?
0: I knew his name. Yeah. I've seen the color things. I had not seen that. I'd I hadn't seen ping pong ball. I mean, I, I researched it because it was his name, but. Um, I did not um I, I knew his name and I think I'd probably seen the color dots things, which is, you know, I appreciate the colors and the, you know, how he put those all together and how you created so many paintings with dots and didn't do them exactly the same. So because
1: I know now I just now I asked that question, I just thought, wait, I don't actually know because Patrick is from the UK. Um and obviously I'm right. from the UK. And over here in the UK, Damien Hirst is kind of a very polarizing figure. Uh, because some people love his work some people really hate his work and in the UK you're kind of taught about Jamie Hurst in school in terms of like this is art um, and I actually hadn't thought wait actually maybe you don't know who he is or maybe you've actually never seen his work and and I just thought like and now because you just said about obviously like the cow head, and I thought wait actually you're probably not the best person to have asked that question too because <laughs> it probably because
0: but you know, it's a fair question, and, and you know, it's like that you could ask anybody, and then it's like, and I'm giving you my Yeah, of course, answer, and I appreciate
1: right? that. But I I just want to quickly say, like, I'm sorry if it was distressing for you because I didn't.
0: Oh, no, didn't no. Think I mean, that. it's it's like, I just, I just, like, okay, I'm not looking at it. that's I did think about it last night, but it's like, I'm going to block okay. that out of my head and, you know, go look at happy well, things.
1: Well, I, I do, so, I do know, apologize because I didn't no, no, think no, about don't, that. Don't
0: worry about it because, and there, I do think there, like I said, with my turtle trick, there is sometimes a reason to do it. I I don't see the reason to do it. But, and yes, and I know. like contemporary yeah. art. I love contemporary yeah. art. I think my art is kind of contemporary yeah. art, yeah, you know? So it's like, um, I mean, then there's artists here too, that's the same thing. I'm like, okay, you know, but everybody has their own personal thing, but you know, personal yeah. style and things that they like, well,
1: you know. Once again, I'm uh, very sorry if that was a uh, no, great. Oh, no,
0: no. It, no, it's just, it's just that, that's my personal, that's style. What, like, that's why I don't like you, you know. And that's why I, have, I like, you know, the color things. I'm like, okay, you yeah. know, there's a good that ping pong ball. Okay. You know, not okay you know but that's like you know you're you're just going too far you know I, but I guess there you go again if you're successful then how do you top that how do you like you were saying you got to do something that's more outrageous or more you know each yeah, shocking time again. if you get to that, that level then what do you do next
1: so do you have a question for the next person I interview
0: oh gosh um let's see I thought about that I thought and this may be a question that that you've asked or somebody else, but it was like, what do you think was most beneficial to you as an artist? Or what what thing did you do or what thing did you learn that you think helped you the most along the way, whether it be at the very beginning of your career or where you are now?
1: What did you do or learn? That's been the most beneficial. It might have been
0: something that you asked some, something similar, but that. No, I
1: don't think I have, and if I have, I'm still going to ask it again because coming from you, which is why I love doing this little segment where I ask okay. another person for a question. Yeah,
0: it, that's. I've I've never seen this before. Where's I I get this it from? Before in a Podcast, but it's really cool because you don't know who you're asking, you don't know who's asking you. I so. don't
1: know who I even, I don't even know where I got the idea from. No, I tell you exactly where I got the idea from. I used to do it, I still technically do, but I haven't done them for a while. But I used to do it in my written interviews. Um, I always used to have a yeah. question. So I thought, hey, you know what? Actually, I'm pretty sure artists have some questions for the artists. So I used to do my written interviews. Yeah. And when I created a podcast, I was like, actually, let's just ask people as well. Um, so what was the last image or piece of media that captivated you? And why do you think it left such an impression?
0: Um, on social media or on the internet? Either. Okay so on the internet i was and i think you'll appreciate this so uh, i think i mentioned it earlier The smithsonian yes. just opened up access to all of their paintings but i actually was looking at and i know you're a fan of edward hopper Absolutely.
1: i have his book right okay. here actually.
0: okay all right so all right so i actually did a painting that i put his famous quote in if i could say it in words there would be no reason yeah. to paint that I had in my painting um, so yeah so I had saw a, a image of his the painting it's called uh Cape Cod Morning Cape, Cape Cod Morning and it's just a woman looking out a bay window it's a side of a house and you see the sighting and she's in the bay window and she's gazing out and I'm like that's just so cool you know so because it's like it's so intimate but yet, she's not even, you know, she's unaware that you're looking at her. It's perfectly framed in this little thing. Of course, the lighting's fantastic, you know, and the way he's painted, it is amazing. So that's the last image I think that just really got me that it's like, oh, that's just, I love everything about that. I mean, it's just perfect composition, painting, image, everything. So that's the last one that really made an impression on me. That's,
1: so. that's amazing. I love Edward Hopper's back, Um as most people I know do. It's one of those, yeah. he's one of those artists. I feel like um, like I don't know if you're aware of that person's work, but like Todd Heido. I don't know if you're aware of his work. He's a he's an American photographer who's very well known for Houses at Night. It's what a lot of people whose work I like, night photography-wise, that is kind of like the church stone for all of their work. Um people like right. him and edward hopper like their work is so universally liked it's kind of really interesting to kind of consider why um but yeah like I, that's really sweet that's cool and it's also cool because somebody i know and i'm like oh well, actually i know exactly why i'm like i like yeah, that too so it's cool you,
0: um do you reference them so yeah on that site you can go through and there's a lot of
1: i'm absolutely um, going to uh,
0: photographs on there and if you go into the open access Smithsonian, um no no, not on the open access, on the regular Smithsonian site, on the American Art okay, that's um, Museum. Um, there's like a lot of black and white photos of paintings he did at a certain time that someone has taken photos that maybe aren't accessible to normal people. So, I mean, the average people are museum goers, so you might want to check no, that out.
1: No, most certainly. Well, thank you so much. That's really awesome. I know we'll maybe do an after yeah. this interview. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, there
0: you go
1: so my next question for you is do you believe there's a link between anguish and the creation of art is the suffering artist a truth or a myth
0: um it can be a truth I don't think it has to be a truth I don't think you have to be I think art helps um, people express their feelings if you um Just the very fact that you're doing something that you enjoy or you're working something out or you're painting something that you want to say or a story that you want to tell or something that you're grappling with, then artwork helps. I don't think you have to be anguished or struggling to paint. I think you can be happy and optimistic and create artwork also. Um, A struggling artist, I think, is not really a myth because most artists aren't making um a salary that you could live off of so there is that if you that's the only thing you do um so but i don't think you have to be anguished to or suffering to paint to want to create art
1: okay that's a, a very good answer and i think it's a very kind of honest answer yeah so i appreciate that a lot so the penultimate question is what do you think your work says about you as a person
0: oh gosh um i hope it thinks that um i'm an optimistic person or at least i try to be an optimistic person i think i'm a happy person i mean not that there aren't you know things to be worried about or sad about or you know if you think too closely um but I think, I mean, like when I paint um, animals, I mean, I have a baby hippo, I have a, you know, crocodile or alligator, I have a sea turtle, like I have animals like in bright, happy colors, you know, so I think that, um, I think people would think that oh, she's an optimistic, relatively happy person, <laughs> I guess, that's, and that, that cares about, or I just think are really cool. So I guess that isn't a general statement, because it's like, oh, I paint this. So I could go on and
1: on. That's perfect. And then the last question, which is a double-barrel question, is what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work?
0: OK, um, I'm currently working on um, just some commissions that I'm finishing up and as um, a lot of holiday presents that I'm doing and things for the solo show in January. And uh, they can find more about my work on my website. Um, my website is dianeveradelart.com and my Instagram is art.
1: Well Diane, Thank you very much. Thank you so much.
0: No, thank Honestly. you. I've enjoyed this so thank much. Thank you. I've had
1: an absolutely great time and it was lovely to finally meet you after being in touch yes, for so long absolutely. as well. Like, I really, really appreciate it. that concludes the second part of our conversation with Diane B. Radle. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingthroughworld at gmail.com or via social media sites such as Instagram or Twitter. The Flying Free World podcast can be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to support the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of these platforms to help spread the word of the show and garner us more listeners. Also, don't forget to check out thefinefruitball.co.uk for daily art inspiration and written interviews. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. We now also have a Patreon page if you'd like to support the platform financially. To start from £1, and for more details, please check out patreon.com forward slash thefinefruitball. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this episode today. Until next time, folks, please stay safe.